You're listening to I Hate the Fins. This is podcast number 18. We're on the Finsider Radio Podcast Network. My name is Keith. I'm joined by my usual co-host, Zach. I did a special show with uh, my former Finsider Radio co-host, actually the guy I took the show over from many years ago, Kevin. So I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, upload that either tonight or tomorrow night, depending on the kind of time I have. For now, though, uh, Zach is back. You were on the road. Are you feeling better? Yeah, def- definitely feeling better. Um, it's now one of those office things where everybody else has got it. Um, so I oh, got it nice. nice and early, suffered through this weekend of, of working and working with it. But now I'm, I'm good to go. So you're that patient zero everyone hates. Nice yep. job. I love it. All right. Good. Nice job infecting your entire office. Uh, so Combine Week. Uh, today was the start of hand measurement uh, analysis day. My favorite. Um, we'll get into some of the more ridiculous things to come out today. But everyone wanted to talk about Kyler Murray. Was he going to measure in at 510? And I put this out on Twitter a little while ago. You remember when uh, the 2012 uh, combine and everyone was like, oh, I don't know. What if Robert Griffin doesn't measure in at six foot two? What's going to happen now seven years later? And it's like, oh, man, is Kyler Murray going to be 510? We just need him to be 510. And he comes in, I think it's 510 and eighth. I don't have the number in front of me, but that sounds yeah. right. So uh, good hand size, uh, national hand size day, uh, I think nine and a half. So, I mean, decent minutes. Yeah. Especially Which for is a, crazy because, like, when you're you have a dude like um, Drew Locke there that has like nine on the dot, which I have no problem with, um, but some people will. That dude's way closer to six four than five ten. Yeah, like he it is um, crazy how people's bodies differ. Yeah, for sure. He um he's taller than I thought because when they listed him at Mizzou as six three, I figured typically when you see that, you always assume the guy's gonna come a little under that number. He's mm-hmm. almost he's almost at six four. He's what six? He's six three, and is it five eighths? I think six eighths somewhere in there. Yeah, five or six eighths. He's he's closer to uh, six four than he is six three. No, on no day does uh, the United States give the finger to the metric system than they do during today and Combine Week, where they're just all about. And I love the the numbers that come out there and how they're set. Um, in uh, groups of eight and everything. And you always have people like, well, what does this number mean? Or what Kyler Murray, it says, you know, nine and four, four, eight. What is that? And it's like, well, nine and a half. So my, my favorite is the, the people that are like, why can't you turn it into one half instead of four eighths? It's I like, saw that. We, we all know it's one half, but like it gives you a better picture height wise. Some people are so needy, especially this time of year when it comes to this stuff. But that's fine. So Kyler Murray, 5'10", 1'8", uh, 207 pounds, I think. Uh, yep. Some people were pleased with that number. I still think it's... How many peanut butter sandwiches was he piling in before he went to bed at night? Well, I think the... um. Well, he definitely looks thicker right now because they showed him recently. I think he was at like a basketball game or something. And he's definitely got some sand in the trunk now. So, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people were thought that he may might have pounded water up to uh, going into that that um weigh in i don't know and honestly i don't really care he's not going to be a dolphin that I, I think that your theory last week that he's going to be the number one pick is legitimate i think the stuff that steve kime and i think i mean just 
full disclosure, I think Steve Kimes kind of an idiot. I hope he's not listening to this show. I kind of an idiot. That might <laughs> well, be the nicest thing anyone's ever said about Steve Kime. I'm just trying to be generous, but he um the whole thing. Josh Rosen's our quarterback for now and everything, which is your and I want to say I want to give you credit. I think you were the first person to put out there Arizona trading Josh Rosen after one year. I want to say we were talking about this late last last year when it was kind of ah Kyler, you know, Kyler could come in there. And, the, and this is before, I think, Cliff Kingsbury, because once he took that job and there's that video of him talking about Kyler Murray, then I mean, that just said the YouTubes and the interwebs on fire where people were like, oh, man, this could happen. So uh, already just because they are the Washington Redskins, they are considered one of the favorites, I guess, to go after Josh Rose. And I can. Think of a couple of other teams. Do you think the Dolphins throw their hat in that race, though? I think I think if the Dolphins go into something like that, um, I actually texted my Jets buddy about it today. I think if they go into something like that, um, if I'm Chris Greer, at least, I lowball the hell out of them. And if they don't take what I give them, I move on with my life. Because, um, okay. you know, the Dolphins have said that they're poten- well I don't know if they've said but they're potentially interested in the 2020 class over this one um but supposedly they liked Rosen last year but did they like Rosen with Gase last year um so there's a lot of moving pieces there um I'm thinking at the end of the day if the Dolphins go with a young quarterback it's of one that they actually draft you'd hope so I mean, the thing is, is Josh Rosen, I mean, is by no means damaged goods or is missing, you know, treads on the tire or anything like that. He kind of, I talked about this with Kevin last night, drafted into a situation where for some reason Arizona thought that they were going to be able to sit Josh Rosen and start Sam Bradford all year when Sam Bradford never stays healthy. So, I mean, that's that's an ill-conceived thought right off the bat it played that way i think by the chicago game which i think is week three rosen's in there so i don't know um well it's gonna be interesting to see how that situation plays out uh numbers that came out today um you want to talk about that for a little bit anything jump out at you we can talk about some of the ridiculous stuff Uh, we can talk about ek metcalf is it really is it really possible for someone to have 1.6 percent body fat i'm not under the impression that that's actually a thing i mean if you're not human that's of course possible um but you know i I was just surprised at his weight because i think he came in at what 228 or something like that Um, 228 yeah, but when like they had him listed, I'm pretty sure at Ole Miss at 240, which is insane. I think they had him listed heavier than Knox at at uh, Ole Miss. There. Do you see his arm length? Um, it's like if if I recall correctly, it's like just under 35 or something. Yeah, I I can definitely. I'm gonna double check that right now. Um, but I mean, I'm not shocked that he has crazy long arms. Um. Because he's got a crazy build in the first place. Yeah, 1.6% body yeah, fat. I, I, his, his official arm length was 34 and 7 eighths. Holy, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's like considered elite left tackle number. Yeah. Numbers right there. So, oh, uh, man. Um, we talked about this off air. We can talk about on air. A lot of people are interested in Jawan Taylor, especially if they move on from Jawan James. Uh, just so Jawan Taylor shows up today, he's 6'5". That's fine, but he's got 35 and an eighth 
inch arms. So that turns into a, he's got a seven foot and three quarter wingspan, which is also stupid. So if you're looking for a right tackle, you don't want to pay Juwan James, whatever. I mean, I've seen the number 12 million thrown out there. I think the, what's the league high right now? 11 some. Yeah. I mean, and I think the, it's tough though. Cause like, I think the question's going to be generated into can Jawan Taylor play left tackle? Um, and again, my, my, my Jets buddy texted me about that. Like, Hey, like, is, is he good? Like, could, could he possibly go at three? Um, I, I mean, you're, you're more the Florida guy than me, but I don't, I don't know if he can switch to left tackle and it'd be a seamless transition. Do I think he could do it? I think it's possible. Um, but you can probably speak more to if you think it can be a long-term move. Uh, long-term, I think he could probably give it a go. Um, the numbers and the techniques certainly back that up, but at three, no, I think that's a little rich for my blood. I think that we need a name for him too. We should, because we talk about him so much, we should just call him like Jets dude or something. (laughs) I'm never going to give him a name. He's going to live in infamy as a, as my random Jets friend. I'll just call him Jets, dude. Um, it seems it seems uh, the brevity is there. Jawan Taylor is a really good player. So with Florida, their tackles, Taylor and uh, Martez Ivy. And Martez Ivy also had just <laughs> like video game Madden created uh, arm length. I think what's it, what is it for him? 36. Is it 36 and a quarter? Yeah, he's he's definitely above that 36 number. I got to find it. 36 and a quarter. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is, that's absolutely ridiculous. Those guys buy shirts. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just think about, like, I have a friend, um, and he and I are roughly the same height, because I'm right around 6'2", and he is too, but he was telling me that he buys shirts, and they're large tall, because his arms are too long, and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that is not a problem I have. Like, I can just buy a large shirt, and it's fine. So... I guess that that's a a small version of what some of these dudes go through. Dalton Risner, um, one of your favorite prospects, if not the, he's one of my favorite prospects too. Uh, a lot of people thought he was going to have shorter shorter arms. He doesn't. He has thirty four inch arms. Yep. So he's good that's to go. Bona fide. Yeah, that's bona fide. Like if your left tackle has thirty four inch arms, you're cool with that. And he comes in and he's six four and three quarters. So. Maybe pump the brakes on where that guy goes because the we talked about this last night too because I mentioned him briefly that he can play almost anywhere on the offensive line. He's that good, and but I mean like where is he going to go? Because I mean like a lot of people are like, well, is he going to be like Cody Whitehair and do they use him at center? And it's like no, and I mean, I mean he could, but I don't want to see that. So, oh man, just some of these numbers this year. Speaking of centers, go. There, this is a surprisingly worthwhile um center class i wouldn't necessarily say that's a great center class or not um but we were talking off air before this about how much i love uh ellington jenkins the guy from mississippi state um he came in with really good numbers six four three ten thirty four inch arms for a center um and then he put up 29 on the bench press today so and i we were talking too and i mentioned how he reminds me of a lot of how mike pounce used to play um he may not be the the strongest, you know, guy with the first punch, but he plays really well, gets onto linebackers and stuff and and really makes some moves in the run game um to open up lanes there. 
uh, more with his technique than his strength, but um, he's a guy. And then Bradbury came in. He he ended up under 32-inch arms, um, but he put up some nice numbers on the bench press too, um, probably thanks to those shorter arms. So um, there's some interesting guys at center, and it'd be nice to have a, a guy in there since Pouncey. I love this offensive line class. I mean, I was talking about this. It's, it's low-key really good but some guy like all the wisconsin guys are just kind of under the radar but look really good like michael Dieter had really good numbers today i mean because i i assume that he's going to be i think he's probably going to be a guard at the next level but can also play center we've seen that he comes in he's got 33 and an eighth so i mean like he's he's good and 60 and he's six five and an eighth so i'm very much good there uh ben Schwal, or Ben Shaw, depending on who you talk to, 33 and 3 eighths. That's, uh, that's just fine by me. All the Oklahoma guys had stupid numbers. Both of them come in at least 34, 34 inch arms or, or longer. So there's a, a lot to, to look at here. Like Yadin Kahuste, yep. um, who's some, somebody, uh, you don't really, it depends. If you're talking to certain draft guys, they love him. Other, other people, I think, tend to forget about him. He comes in, he's just under 6'5". He's got 34, 34 inch arms. So I love it. Um, one thing you mentioned there, and I want to kind of provide some context for the people listening, for the three people listening. <laughs> you mentioned it's not a great center class. What, what to use a great center class? Can you think of one where you're like, yeah, this is, this is something in terms of um, the guys coming out? Oh, man. Off the top of my head, um it's tough to go back through. There's There's been some really good center classes where you have guys that move around and move inside, move outside and stuff like that. So it's a toss up. Um, and I think you, I think you have some of that this year, but I think what keeps this from being a great center class or at least a, a well-respected center class is I don't know if any of these guys are, are first rounders. You know what I'm saying? Usually for a really nice center class, you have one guy that goes in the first round and then you got, you know, two or three that go in day two. Um, and then you get a surprise or two coming out of day three. Um, I think you'll have the two or three day three guys this year and you may get a surprise or two coming out of day three. Um, but I, I don't think any of these guys are first rounders, even with the, the Bradbury stuff that you may hear every now and then. So pretty much last year then, because... Yeah, yeah, Swanson, who else was in that group last year? Uh, so James Daniels was my favorite, and he ended yep. up being the guy to go in the second round. In the first round, Billy Price goes, and then uh, Ragnow went too. Oh, I forgot about Billy Price because he got hurt. Yeah, and he Billy got Price hurt. was really he got good. Hurt at the combine. Yeah. I think he blew out a peck when he was doing the, the bench, but I mean, like, watching that guy at Ohio State, he was incredible. James Daniels at Iowa was outstanding. And I mentioned then uh, Detroit shocked everyone with their selection. Um, they yank uh, right now out of uh, Arkansas. So yep, yeah. I mean, Mason stuff. Cole, Mason Cole wasn't bad either. Um, and then uh, Bozeman is a nice kind of backup kind of filling guy. Same thing with I remember Will Clapp last year too. People were kind of high on him out of LSU, but um, he he probably went where he deserved to go. Yeah. And you think about it, like I, he's the one who followed up uh, Posick, right? Yep. Okay. So I mean, who had a strong start, and then I think injuries have been a problem for him. Um, and not the only guy to come out of that class too, because I mean, you had some some guys in there. Um, oh man, that'll come to me. The other one. Uh, so 
I like this class. I like a lot of the guys in there. Um, I'm interested to see what, what what some people make of of these prospects. Uh, Andre Dillard's a guy we've talked about because I mean he's pure pass pro. We think uh, mm-hmm. not really someone you're going to look to road grade for you. I mean his numbers are are fine. You know six five thirty three thirty three and a half. I mean it's not fantastic or anything. Because I mean like David Edwards comes in, he's six six and a quarter. He's thirty three and three eighths. But the thing is, I mean, like, there's more to this than numbers. Because you think about like Dwayne Brown, because Dwayne mm-hmm. Brown's what like six four, and I, he didn't even have thirty three inch arms. I think he's like thirty two and a half or thirty two and three quarters or something. So I mean, there's always going to be more to it than the measurements. But the measurements are fun to sort of aid in prognosticating what these guys can do. Yeah, I mean, and then I think the other. I think, well, we didn't talk much wide receiver, um, but the other group that was interesting today was running backs um, because it is not a sexy running back class at all. Um, You know, one guy that I hear is getting some love is um, Holyfield out of Georgia. Yeah, Um, Elijah Holyfield, yeah. Yeah, and I I think he's one of the guys that the Dolphins actually met with, if I saw that correctly. Um, But he's got that little, little... Powerball kind of build of, you know, 5'10", 215 to 220. Um, and I mean, it depends on what he runs. If he runs, you know, a 455 or less, um, you know, he could be moving up because um, he played well in his, his time at, at Georgia there, but that Georgia backfield's always just packed. So, um, yeah. which is funny because the guy, <laughs> you have guys like, Josh Jacobs that are getting so much love coming out of a situation like that. But then, you know, there's guys like Holofield that, you know, don't have the same production necessarily, but at the end of the day, kind of ran just as well in the attempts that he got. Um, but, you know, it's having to do double the work. What do you think about guys like Devin Singletary? I like Singletary. Single Singletary, I feel like it's a lot's going to hinge on what he runs too. Um, if he runs sub five, um, closer to four or four, um, I think he'll, he'll make himself some money. Um, but he reminds me a lot of, you know, the, the conversation that we used to have with like Jarvis Landry, where he, he wasn't as fast as he was quick. And like Singletary is one of those dudes that you put in a phone booth and somehow he comes out the other side, um, which there's plenty of teams out there that'll appreciate that. Do you have a favorite guy in this class in terms of backs? Uh, I do. I, yeah, who's your and it's favorite not jo- It's not Josh Jacobs. I'm actually a big fan no. of David, Mon- David Montgomery. Yeah, M- Montgomery. I like Montgomery a lot, too. He reminds me of um, uh, Jonathan Stewart coming out, um, who I liked a lot out of Oregon, just that, that beefy back. Um, speaking of beefy backs, did you see that Alex Barnes from K-State put up like 34 reps on the bench press? I did. That that's insane. Um I think if I have to go favorite favor back though, um it's it's probably a tie between Miles Gaskin and Justice Hill. Um I've liked them pretty long term. Um they're both those kind of undersized 5'9, 5'10, 200, 205 pound um jitterbug kind of guys. But th- they both run the ball well tackle the tackle outside the tackle can catch the football. Um, the only thing that they're going to need to prove to coaches to get playing time is that they can pass block when they need to. 
Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens with that class. Some other guys in there that, that fascinate me a little bit. Um, let's see here. Josh Jacobs, obviously getting sure. What's up? I was going to say Hakeem Butler had 35 and a half inch arms too. Hakeem Butler. Did you see his wingspan? It's um like 900. It, it is <laughs> stupid. Cause I saw that and I was like, man, not only is he tall, but his, his, his overall wing, wingspan and reach is just, that, that is a stupid catch radius. And I, but, but it's weird cause he, he never, he had good catch radius, but he didn't have like stupid catch radius. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can't really figure that out. You look at that cause I'm, I'm trying to remember the number off the time I had. I know it's well, but it's like a seven foot. He's got like a seven foot wingspan at six, six. Yeah. Or he's just under six, six. But we were talking about this at lunch today at work. Um, Iowa State has just developed a knack for finding like these these bigger targets who are almost like these tight end slash perimeter tweener guys who are just like really. I mean, there's not any one thing they might do outstanding, but they're good football players. So I expect that from Hakeem Butler, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't believe Jalen Hurd measured in at 6'5", like a legitimate 6'5". That's insane. Yeah. Remember when that dude was a running back at Tennessee? (laughs) He doesn't have long arms, though. I noticed that. No, I think he only has like 32-inch arms or something like that. Um, Which, I mean, like it's still longer than mine. Yeah. But, I mean, I wonder if a team takes him late and tries to do what teams have done with um, Cordero Patterson with some of that out-of-the-backfield stuff. And then stick him in yeah. the slot. Um, not the same kind of speed and athlete kind of guys, but like I think you could get an interesting mix out of there um, with Jalen Hurd. Uh, just one thing on the whole measurement um, measurement day for our favorite positions, and then we'll move on. You think Greg Little helped himself today? I think I think his numbers maybe gave some teams the confidence to say like, Hey, look, like he's got the build. Um, we've seen flashes of it on tape, but he, his tape is still super all over the place. Like I have, I have a late one grade on him early too. Um, he's a guy that you want to, you want to dub a, a legitimate tackle. Um, but his tape is real messy. He's got he's got just absolute vines yeah. for arms. He comes in at a thirty-five and a quarter. Ooh. So I mean I don't know. I, I can't help but feel like that that certainly helps the conversation. I'm inter- interested to see the drills and how he does with his feet. So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be. In, I love the offensive line class every year. That and the receiver classes are typically my favorite. I'm kind of behind in terms of the receivers this year though i'm usually like ready to go and all read up on these dudes and everything and this year i'm not so part of that's having a baby (laughs) the other part is uh, just a lot of other stuff going on too so i am curious to see that um trying to think uh so anyway kevin and i discussed this last night i'll bring this to you as well so if right now the dolphins at 13 Let's just say, let's kind of go off your mock last week with those five picks, and it doesn't have to be exact what you mentioned, but let's assume Kyler Murray goes one. Or, you know what, let's assume 
Arizona fakes out San Francisco and San, San Francisco trades up for Nick Bosa. Okay. And then like Arizona's like, and then Arizona is just like, ha, and they take Kyler at two or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Kyler's off the board. How the way the board shapes, what do you see the Dolphins being able to do at 13? You can just throw some options out there and just say, like, well, this guy's available. I'd do this. I would like to see him. It doesn't have to be one thing. Yeah, but I mean, share I mean, it's some tough avenues. I think the the position that has the most opportunity for them to go after um is probably that edge position. Um, you know, but it it depends on how Flores feels. And I saw, uh, was it Tony Pauline or whatever his name is, saying that the the word out of Indy right now is that the Dolphins are going to be the uh, the lead for Trey Flowers, which I will a hundred and ten percent get behind. Um, but so, but still, you kind of need a, a a guy to compliment him. Is it going to be Charles Harris? Does Charles Harris finally get it together with a new head coach? Um, who knows? Probably not. Um, do they keep Cam Wake? Uh, is it a, a, a feel-good story of keep Cam around? He still does a pretty good job. Um, but if not, I think I think there's a chance that you could see Cleveland Farrell um, in that range, depending on how people feel with him. I think I think the guys you're going to see edgewise are Cleveland Farrell, Brian Burns. Um, oh my God, why am I blanking on the guy from Mississippi State? Uh, Montez Sweat. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be an assortment of those kind of guys. Uh, I think there's a chance that you could get lucky and end up with an Ed Oliver, um, or a Christian Wilkins, Rashawn Gary, if you're interested in a interior player. Um, and I think the, the wild card will again, hinge on Jawan James. If Jawan James doesn't come back to Miami and potentially even if he does, um, if Jonah Williams or um, Jawan Taylor do not go in the first, you know, 10 picks there, I think they could definitely be in play as well. Yeah. I saw the rumor that the Dolphins are definitely in on a Cleveland Farrell. So that's interesting because I just love scuttlebutt and hearsay and all that stuff this time of year. <clears throat> Nobody will lead you astray, of course. So, um, Who's your who is the guy you most want at thirteen though, if it were up to you and say the draft board shapes up the way you want it uh, to right now that's, as of February twenty. That's definitely a tough one. because um, I think the tough part is too is personal preference versus what, what people are seeing on the, the interwebs here. Um I would have again zero problem with taking Dalton Risner at that point. Um I think going into if the Dolphins aren't all in on a quarterback and they don't go get who they want, I think it's a smart, safe pick to get a, a solid offensive lineman to plug in, um, especially considering that next year's draft, you will have to be all in on a quarterback. Um, so why not build that up there? Um, but, you know, I, I'd be good with any of those edge rushers. I think I lean probably towards Brian Burns. Um but, you know, I, th- I think the, the dream prospect, when it's all said and done with how the board may be looking at this point, a realistic dream scenario would be Christian Wilkins. Um, plugging him in, he's just a monster coming out of, of Clemson there. Um, and, and again, face pressure. Brady hates face pressure. 
Brian Flores is the, the top person to probably know that. Um, so he's going to want to get it too. I figure you're going to say Ed Oliver because Kevin asked what we thought of Ed Oliver. And I just, I love the fact that he's almost like a, a Swiss army knife along the defensive line. There's several things he can do well. Yeah. No, I, I mean, so, I, I would definitely well. love Ed Oliver there. Um, I think the Ed Oliver hype train starts to rebuild again um, as we get closer to the draft. So I think there's, again, going back to less of a chance that he's available um, at 13 there. But the other question comes in, we both love Zach Allen as well. And from everything I've seen and heard, Zach Allen may be around closer to 48 when the Dolphins pick in round two again. Um, you know, so, you know, or, I mean, or... Um, oh, man. And the Nelson, too, out of Iowa, who's who's kind of the same build. Um, but I think he's like, he's. I think he's a legit 6'7", worst case scenario, 6'6". Um, so I think at the end of the day, if you're looking for that first and second down edge guy and then third down NASCAR interior guy, um, I think if Ed Oliver's there, heck yeah, pull the trigger. Um but it depends on what you want on early downs, I think, um, and where you think the division and the league's going if you need somebody to legitimately hold up more against a run. Getting Vincent Taylor back will definitely help. Um, but, you know, you don't want to leave your young linebackers uh, hanging dry out there. What if the Dolphins took I Oliver mean, and Zach Allen? I guess... Uh, I- It'd be interesting because they want guys that are multiple. I think those are guys that can be multiple. Weirdly enough, I think Zach Allen's built to be multiple sooner Mm -hmm. than Ed Oliver. Because essentially, Ed Oliver, it was weird. At Houston, they ran him as a 0-1 shade kind of guy. Because I think they just knew that he was going to pick up doubles all the time. So, like, why not put him in a space where things flow more naturally to the rest of your team and you know he'll blow up plays from that zero one anyway. Um he's obviously a more natural, you know, outside three kind of shade tech. Um but I think Zach Allen did a lot more multiple things throughout his career. Um and I think that he understands how to play with outside leverage obviously better than um Ed Oliver just because Ed Oliver wasn't asked to do it. Um, so at the end of the day, I think if you were to tell me which guy will have more success in that, that outside in kind of role at the end of 2019, I think it'd probably be Zach Allen, but in the long term, I think it's going to be Ed Oliver. Um, so that's, that's a hard question to kind of answer. I say do it, but that'd probably be frowned upon. <laughs> nah, I appreciate it. You took Dalton Risner. In your mock draft, we don't care about what's frowned upon here. We'll do what we want. I would love to see a Dolphins player named Dalton. Yeah, as a fan of the movie Roadhouse, I just need a I just need a player on the team named Dalton. So I think actually that might do it for this week, and you know, we're right over thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean so. the combine's great and all to talk about, but at the end of the day, um, we really can't talk too much combine stuff until they get on the field. The measurements are great, but at the end of the day. They're just numbers. I'm not really interested in the projections this year. The results are what matter to me. I think that if you're looking at the offensive linemen, it's great. The measurements are nice. 
But when they get out there and they're running the, like, you know, the three cone and the short shuttle, I care about those times. Yeah. Like there are thresholds that, that matter there and have proven to signify whether a player will excel at the next level. You know, teams like Green Bay have, have used um, that formula before and it clearly works because at one point they were just rolling out uh, strong offensive linemen in the fourth and fifth round. You know, they drafted David Bakhtiari in the fourth round. So uh, I think that's going to actually do it. This is a record for us ending on time. I'm so pleased right now. Let me scoop so, one question. One uh, question just to, to throw the yeah, number out there. Yeah, okay. What do you think DK Metcalf runs in a 40? What's your number? And, and we'll see who gets closer. We'll price is right this. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to give him 446. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, part of me wants to take the under because I'm scared that he's going to be stupid fast. Um, but I am going to say he runs uh, a 451, and people are oddly disappointed with that. I was going to, that was actually the first number that came to mind for me. I don't know why, but guys with his build, um, and I'm not even talking about like the stupid, the stupid tree limbs for arms or anything, but just typically with that build, I always think like if that guy can run four or five or better then I'm, I'm stoked like, like a low four or five. And for some reason, four or five, one is just what jumped out at me. But I don't know. I think like he's going to run a little faster. Yeah. I think four four six. I'll tell you if he is in like the low low four fours or high four threes, though, that's gonna blow up. The I mean, internet Julio ran a four three nine. Remember, so there's a chance. And and I don't even know what Calvin Johnson ran. Oh uh, yeah, well, there's very. I thought it was Calvin Johnson was four three five for Calvin Johnson. Four three, yeah, four three five, and then there's that whole thing because he he supposedly had to borrow uh, sneakers to do it. Didn't Randy um, Moss supposedly yeah, run a four two five or something too? Something stupid. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. documented officially though. Um, four two five, and then like people always argue about like Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders having stupid combine times. Yeah, in the forty. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go. With, I feel like four four six is is a a good line yeah. to hold there. If he runs faster than that though, then God help us all. <laughs> Because, I mean, you, you already see what he looks like. He shows up. He's got, I mean, he's got the arms to have, like, a ridiculous catch radius. And, like, I, I feel like you watch his tape and it looks like his radius is pretty good. Um, Yeah, dude. Someone someone built like that. If he if he shows up and he runs, like, a low 4-4 or high 4-3, then, I mean, that's going to that's gonna send ripples through the, uh, through the internet. That'll be fun. Um, Yeah. I'm gonna go four four six, but it's funny you said four five one because that's also that was the number that popped in my head first. But I decided to speed it up a little bit. So, any, any other questions? I love this. I love um, it when you ask me what's, questions. What's another funky one? Um, who out of the running backs do you think will have the top forty time? Oh man, that's right? that's actually there's a no Bryce Love because that's what makes it I, tough. Yeah, and he's—I always forget how short yeah, like he is. Five too. eight short. He's tiny. Um, hmm, that's gonna be a tough one. I honestly—I don't know. I don't like some of these guys. I think have the potential to tear it up, but 
I don't know. I mean, one of the I maybe one of the tiny guys throws down. Um, do you have? A, I don't have a, a click to pick here. I really yeah, don't. I mean, I think people now are going to um, go with Josh Jacobs just because like he's the top guy or whatever. Um, honestly, I don't think he's going to run that fast. I think he's going to run like a four five two, which which is fast, but like you know, it's it's right. not what we've seen out of some of these other running backs coming out. Um, I don't know. Again, I, I'd love to see. Justice Hill put up uh, a number that people aren't expecting because he was he was so good at Oklahoma State, but just because they threw the heck out of the ball, people forgot that he existed. That's a tough school to to operate out of the backfield. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know which which of these guys. I'm interested to see some of these dudes. Like Dexter Williams, I thought was really impressive at Notre Dame. Um, slightly bigger guy. Um, I tend to forget that Rodney Anderson is over six feet yep. tall. So just especially because Oklahoma for a while there outside of guys like Adrian Peterson, like you, I mean, they were putting out some, some fairly tiny dudes for the most yeah. part. Um, so, I mean, and then, so, so two more, yeah. I got two more for you and then we'll get out of here. Um, so okay. back cool. to wide receivers. Do you think Nikhil Harry has a legitimate, like 42 plus inch vert that he does? Yeah, I think that dude can jump. So I I don't know if he's gonna get to forty two, but I'll bet you he he scrapes forty. Yeah, I, I mean like that video was crazy though, because you see him jumping and, and like he touches the top of their tracker at wherever he's training, which is insane. Um, I don't know if that was like the legit yeah. full size one or whatever that they run, but um, but he showed that he's got that kind of jump too. Um, I think our Sega Whiteside could probably push him for that because he only measured in at six two, but he had thirty one and a, a fourth inch arms. Um, so, but he's got that, that power yeah. forward kind of build anyway. Um, and so last one before we get out of here, now that they all have all this, that whatever they're calling it, zebra tech or whatever, um, they're, they're getting a lot of more measurements on guys doing different things, especially on the on-field stuff. Which quarterback is going to have the highest throw velocity? Oh, I think it's got to come down to Haskins and Locke, right? I'm going to go. I don't know, man. Lock can spin it. I think Haskins has a strong arm, but I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go with Lock. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's Lock. Um, I think there's a chance, a slight chance, that it could be Nick Fitzgerald out of Mississippi State. He doesn't throw accurate, but he can throw the heck out of a football. Um, just because he's a pretty big human being. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's large. All right, that was that was our fun for the episode. Everything else was boring. So. Yeah, <laughs> good old throwing velocity, which is which is what got um got some people in trouble a couple uh, a couple of years ago. Like you think about like 2017 and how that was a big Deshaun Watson can't point. throw the ball hard. He's not good. So, yeah, I think he had the he had the lowest yeah. uh, throw velocity, didn't he? And it was like significantly lower, which um, again doesn't matter. He's done fine. Probably didn't help that he had Mahomes in there breaking the machine. So I mean, that's one thing. Yeah, I'm I'm going with I'm going with Drew Locke. I do think Haskins will impress though, because watching that guy, I think he can. I think he's got some. He can definitely put put his weight behind those throws. But Drew Locke just on tape just looks like he has an absolute blaster cannon. So yeah, that's my that's my click to pick on that one. Watch us be totally wrong, but that's fine. 
<laughs> That's what we're good at. It's all right. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and we'll edit the tape and make it sound like we made the right pick. Nobody will know. So, all right. This is um, this has been episode number eighteen, I believe. I can't believe we're already on episode number eighteen. This has gone by fast. Uh, we're if you're listening to this, uh, you're getting ready for the combine, the actual on-field stuff. We're looking forward to it too. We'll go ahead and have a recap. We're going to talk about the players we're interested in the Dolphins taking. So, unfortunately for you guys, we're probably not going to be talking about Kyler Murray much unless the Dolphins magically trade up for him, which, I mean, can't rule anything out. But we'll go ahead and focus on the guys we're interested in looking at next week, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like, good stuff like that. We'll continue to make complete asses of ourselves, too. So, for Zach, my name is Keith. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care.